0: Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of scripture. When I was growing up, we had a tradition in the Burke household before we ate. I'm sure some of you had a similar tradition. We would all sit down in our assigned seats, and and I especially remember this in elementary school because I had an assigned seat that had my back. This would have been the late 70s, early 80s when like those glass uh, tiles were popular. And we had a wall that was a glass uh, uh, with piles in the uh, kitchen or dining room, and I wasn't allowed to sit facing them because my mom said I would just make faces in the mirrors uh, and I would never eat. So I, my sign Z was with my back to those mirrors. And before we could eat, we would have to say grace. Any of you guys do this or have done this? And ours was a very specific grace. It was the three kids. Thank you, Father, for our food. Amen. And then my dad would then come in with the closer. Thank you, Father, Amen. You could always stop how hungry he was by how quickly he came in with that closer. <laughs> Prayer is an important part of life for a Christian. Over the next Sundays, we are going to be talking about uh, practices such as prayer and how they can help us grow as Christians and, and, and how they are needed for us as the church to be faithful in our mission. So before we get too deep into all of this, I'm going to uh, explain uh, a little bit of what I'm meaning here uh, by using John Wesley's idea of the means of grace. Now, some of you are probably rolling your eyes going, Oh no, a sermon on the means of grace. That sounds exciting. But it's important, it's very important. Okay? First, what is God's grace? We sing about it all the time, don't we? God's grace. God's grace is the undeserved, unmerited, and loving action of God in human existence through the ever-present Holy Spirit. Now, that's kind of a a fancy way of saying that it is the power of God working in you to give you a transformed life. That's uh, how uh, Bishop uh, Willman puts it. I kind of like it. God's grace is God's power loving power, working in you, to transform you, to help you, to redeem you, to make you whole. And we can open ourselves to God's amazing grace through what John Wesley called the means of grace. That is simple acts, acts that... that that can help us tune in to God's loving action towards us. Now, Wesley uh, divided his works of grace into two parts. Uh, The first is what you call works of piety, uh, which are things that we tend to do as Christians on our own, uh, or in groups, but they are more inward focused. So things like prayer scripture uh, study, Uh, fasting, uh, regularly attending worship, healthy living, sharing our faith, the sacraments, being accountable to one another, uh, those sorts of things. The other uh, ways in which we can open ourselves to God's grace and, and to grow as Christians is through works of mercy, doing good, visiting the sick, visiting those who are in prison, feeding the hungry, seeking justice ending oppression and, and discrimination. Uh, in, in John Wesley's day, the, the, the big um, uh, works of mercy that uh, uh, Wesley really pushed, other than, of course, helping the, the, the sick and the poor, was ending um, uh, slavery. Uh, uh, that was a, a big, big push of early Methodism. So works of piety, works of mercy. So prayer would, of course, fall into works of piety. And prayer is so important. It is perhaps the most important thing we can do as Christians. Uh, Prayer, I think, is best defined simply as talking to God. It's talking to God. Prayer doesn't have to be fancy. I I know over the years, a lot of people have come to me and they've gone, Pastor Rick, I don't like the way I pray because I sound silly. And when I dig a little bit deeper as to what they're trying to get at, what they're saying is, is when they pray, they don't sound like the people they hear on, on Sunday mornings or somebody they see on TV. And my response is, how you pray it's fine. You don't have to use big words. I don't like to use big words in prayer because I don't know what they mean. And often I think sometimes we we pastors, I think are mad at this, we sometimes write prayers to impress you all. What, how much Pastor Ray uses his thesaurus. God doesn't care. God knows I don't know what that means either. is simply talking to God. And however you pray, whatever words you use, the Bible even tells us even if we can't come up with the words, God knows our hearts. It's simply communicating with God, spending time with God. That's what's important. Well, the disciples were having the same sorts of issues we have. They were hearing other people pray. They were hearing Jesus pray. And they were convinced they weren't doing it right. And so they come up to Jesus and they go, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Clearly they had seen Jesus praying many times. They knew it was important. Jesus knew that and this was important to them. And so he taught them what we call the Lord's Prayer. A simple prayer. Prayer that we pre- or, uh, uh, say every single Sunday. And I gotta tell you, as a pastor, I always have had every congregation I've ever been at uh, use the Lord's Prayer on Sunday morning. And the reason is that when we're out and about and something goes wrong and we really feel the need to pray, we have something to say. We are a creedal church, we've got creeds, but we don't spend a whole lot of time memorizing creeds and stuff, do we? As Methodists, as Presbyterians, as And so, uh, uh, I, I like the fact that, that If somebody is is really in an emergency and they don't know what else to to say, they can say the Lord's Prayer, and and, and, and it's something that will help them connect with God. And so the Lord's Prayer is a powerful prayer. It's a powerful tool for us, and and I just love the fact that we do it each and every Sunday. You know, prayer has many, many benefits, Um, and uh, we could spend weeks talking about prayer, but today I want us to focus mostly on the fact that prayer will help us follow God's name. Follow God's name. See, God has a preferred future for each and every one of us. He does. And you might be saying, Pastor Rick, what does that mean? That God has a preferred future for each and every one of us. What it means is this. God has a plan for us. It is the future that God is planning for us and drawing us into. It is God's dream for you. God is And in order for us to live into that dream, we need to be in communication with God, listening to God's voice. And sometimes it seems like we don't hear it. And God, what's going on? Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? I remember when I was getting ready to graduate from college, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I thought maybe a history teacher would be great, but I wasn't sure. And then I had a calling from God. And it changed everything. What I was doing, my purpose. God has a calling for you. Now, it might not be to full-time ministry. I mean, it could be. For you. Maybe it's working as a teacher. Maybe it is working in the healthcare field. Maybe it is being a, a mother or a father or being uh, someone who, um, who can be a friend to those who need a friend. God is calling us all to different things, different uh, 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 spaces in our life, and we need to open ourselves. And the best way is just to spend alone time with God. You see, prayer doesn't always have to be filled with us saying something. Some of your best prayer time can be time spent with God in silence, listening to what God is telling you. So what are we listening for? One of the things is we're listening what God is seeing in his word, about his, his will and his way. We'll be talking about reading uh, scripture here next week. But uh, when you read scripture, what does that telling you about what God is leading you to do in your life? Listening from among us, well, what is God in your church congregation saying? What what do people at church say about you and what you have? And not only does God have a plan for you as an individual, God also has a plan for our church. God has a preferred plan for our church. If you um, look at your worship bulletin, what you're going to see is one of these cards. I want you to pull out that card real quick there. Right? God has a preferred future for our church. Believe it or not, I have been here an entire month. Woohoo! We haven't changed a lot, so that's a good thing, Right? My name's still on sign out front. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been asked several times, what is your vision for our church in the future? And my answer is, I don't know. But I know somebody who does. And that's God. And so what we're going to do is, we, as a congregation, as a community of faith, going to pray for God to show us his preferred future for the United Methodist Church. What we're gonna do is we are going to pray uh, this this little prayer I wrote. I called it the 512 prayer. Does anybody know where I got that from? It's our address. (laughs) We're Methodists, we're not very uh, imaginative. Most of our churches are named after cities they sit in. Um, this is just how we are, and so it's the 5:12 prayer. And what we're going to do is we are going to pray this prayer together uh, uh, every Sunday. And then what I ask for you to do is to take this card with you, put it in your purse or in your wallet or, or backpack or whatever it is you carry with you, and at 5:12. Uh, p.m. every day, no matter where you are. Uh, pull that card out and just pray this prayer. And you don't have to pray it out loud. Uh, you, you, can, you can pray it silently. You can pray it out loud if you want. Um, but let's pray this together uh, every day at 5 12 p.m. Our breakthrough prayer. And we'll see what God has in store for us. So, if you would, Let's join together in our breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we, we pray, pray that through the Holy Spirit, Spirit your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be, will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you find us together in love, so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. And my friends, I invite you that uh, as we uh, move through the the, the next uh, weeks and months of life together, that you Listen to what God is saying about where He leads our church. What is, again, similar things to what we say to ourselves? What is God saying in His Word about His will and His way? What does God want a church to do? What are people in this congregation saying about their gifts and their passions? Because God gifts churches through their people. And We also need to listen from the outside. What is the community that we live in, seeing about their needs and their opportunities? What ways can we engage the needs of our community with the good news of Jesus Christ? And we also need to listen within ourselves. What is the Holy Spirit calling us individually, uniquely to do? in the life of this congregation, in the life of the church in a broader scope. My friends, as God says in Isaiah 43, 19, Look, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? I am making a way in the desert. Pass in the world friends, I believe that God is doing a new thing here at Brookport United Methodist Church. And we need to just be in prayer about that. Let God show us where we are headed. And ask God to help us get there. Because God has a preferred future for us. God has a dream for us and for our church. Let us live into that dream. Lord, we thank you for the gift of prayer. <coughs> prayer on its surface is, is just talking to you, yet it is so complex that we could talk about it for months. The different ways in which we can communicate with you. Open our hearts and our minds, Lord, to your leading to your will. We thank you for all that you do for us. Remember Jesus and we pray.